I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. We all know that startup life is tough. Venture capital is tough also. Um, What I like the most about investing is that once we are on your cap table, we are on your side because what is good for you is good for us. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Baekyong. Welcome to episode 24 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this episode is brought to you by Payroll Hero, a time, attendance, scheduling, HR, and payroll solution for Philippine companies. If you are new to the show, we're glad to have you here because Hustle Share is a podcast that lets you improve your hustle by listening to other hustlers. But we'd like to give you a heads up because we use a lot of adult language that is not safe for work. So if there are kids around, please make sure that they are not going to hear the adult language that we are going to say in this episode. So let's begin. This episode is quite special because it's homecoming for me and it's our Mother's Day edition because for today, we will be having the president of Kickstart Venture, Miss Minette Navarrete, to talk about the hustle behind Kickstart Ventures. And it's going to be a jam-packed episode because she's going to share how she started out her career as a turnaround expert for big corporations and how all of that changed when she focused her career on innovation while she was working with Level Up Games and Globe Telecom. 
And this is where it gets interesting because she's going to share how Kickstart was born within Globe and the struggles they had to go through just to get it out. And it's not just her who's going to be sharing a lot of thoughts because I will also come clean because Minette was also my investor in my first startup and I will share a lot of personal stories of how it's like being invested on by Kickstart. And we will also do a deep dive of the things that I've learned while working with them. And lastly, Minette is going to talk about the $150 million fund that Ayala just announced and how they will invest that in startups across the globe, revolving around themes that they envision the world will have in the very near future. And as a bonus, Minette is also going to share the philosophy of how Kickstart invests, their values, and what it's like working with Ernest Koo and the leadership tips she has for startup founders across the startup PH ecosystem. And what it's like when they do due diligence while they invest. So if you're ready to listen to the hustle behind Kickstart Ventures, let's begin this Mother's Day episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share podcast. It's our Mother's Day edition, and I'm so excited because I've been wanting to have her on the show. And finally, she says yes because she's very busy and respect her time. And more than anyone, she's taught me so many things that it, uh, I've never learned from anyone. So welcome to the show, the president of Kickstart Ventures, Minette Navarrete. Navarrete, Navarrete, Navarrete. Minette, welcome to the show. Hi, Ron. Thanks for having me. Thank Welcome you. back to Kickstart in oh Area 55. Oh How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. This is this is like homecoming. It feels surreal to be here again and and uh, be in the the very room that no, there's not. This wasn't the room before. There was a classroom, but the, this is like school. Going back and meeting. The principal or the <laughs> okay, mm, I'm not that. sure that okay, the teacher, <laughs> my my favorite teacher and whatnot. So, Minette, real quick, what's your hustle? So, your hustle changes over the course of your life, okay. right? And when I started out, I thought that what I wanted to do was be a turnaround expert, turnaround companies that were maybe in decline, maybe losing money, etc., cetera, mm-hmm. etc. Cetera. And and that's how I started out. So. Like everyone else, I started out in employment. I okay. was working for Unilever and L'Oreal, small brands, big brands, etc. But when wow. it came time yeah. to, to run companies, mm-hmm. I had started out working with companies like Shangri-La and Levi Strauss. Right. And the big, the big challenge for me then was how do you take every single department, every single initiative of the company mm-hmm. and help make for better operations, better balance sheet, better engagement across the company. That was something I thought I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Over time, I decided what I really wanted to do was what I'm doing now, innovation. Mm-hmm. And that comes in different forms. So today's hustle is innovation. There you go. So in terms of innovation, Minette, now you, you've been through it all, right? Has that been the common denominator ever since? You said, all right, you want it to be the turnaround guy all the time when did that spark for you out of your stance like you did unilever you had l'oreal shang levi's when did that change like all right i want to do innovation when did that spark within you and it's like all right this is my game now truthfully um it wasn't 
quite as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I had all my background had been working in traditional companies, um, large global corporations, and at some point I thought I wanted to test whether I could work in a in an industry that I knew nothing about, that I had no background in. I wanted to try digital. And I figured if I tried it and I failed spectacularly, I could pick myself up and recover. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what got me from big company names into Level Up. Level Up Games, Ragnarok, the pourings and whatnot. How, again, I asked you uh, about that, but what? How did you get that opportunity when you know that didn't even exist? Twenty, uh, what was that? Two thousand four, two thousand five, and what? I was in high school. I remember because all my classmates were all playing. Way to go, Ron! Make uh, me feel old. <laughs> no, but it was such a big thing. People were br- bringing pourings in the classroom. Like, what the hell is this? I still uh, have a pouring at home. Oh wow! How did that come about? Um, well. I guess at that point, I had done pretty well in okay. the other companies I'd run, mm-hmm. and we had um, some investors okay. who were on my board in one of the large companies and mm-hmm. who coincidentally were investors in Level Up, and there was a joke. I have no idea if it's true, but <laughs> one of them, um, who's, who's a mentor I respect greatly, had said, I think as a challenge to the uh, lead investor, that if... If they could get me on board, that the investor would put more money in the company. Mm-hmm. And it was a good coincidence because I wanted to test something I'd never done before yep. and knew nothing about. Wow. So there I went. Wow, that is amazing. Now, in, in Level Up, what was your, that is your first taste of startup life. What was your um, role there was it, you, 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 were you CEO right away from get, day one yes I ran the Philippine operation that so, is crazy uh, level up we probably ev- all know it from mm-hmm. Ragnarok and mm-hmm. RF Online and all the other titles that it ran in the Philippines it also had an India and a Brazil operation got it uh, I ran the Philippine operation and I had colleagues running the other countries now there's something that it struck a chord with what we what you in your LinkedIn, I was talking to you the whole day, right? You like building teams, right? You said you build, um, wait, let me just check that. You said you develop teams and, and whatnot. How did you build the team in Level Up to be the big, the, you got acquired right away. And then how did you build that when that talent wasn't even in broad daylight? To be fair, I did not build the Level okay. Up team from scratch. Mm-hmm. There was a team in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the founders, uh, Ben Kalaiko, Phil okay. Kahiwat, Sam Devineni, had done wow. a great job bringing talent from across. And there was there was talent from developer um, groups. There was talent from um, tech companies, talent mm-hmm. from ad agencies. So there was a very diverse set mm-hmm. of people in there. And my role was to come in and bring disciplined strategic thinking and operational rigor, yeah, which was necessary for the company to be acquired. Wow. But there's this one thing that I just remember now. So rest in peace, Lance Garcia. I mean, he, he, used, he, he was my investor in Partyfile after you guys invested in the following rounds. But he worked with you before. 
um, and he, he, he told me, like, oh, my God, it's Minette. You know how he ran? He ran uh, level up before. But there was this something. What was your style of leadership in level up? Because that's very important in culture. And I understood this with you guys. You know, you didn't have to tell us, like, culture, how you build it and whatnot. But culture is something that you build from day one. What was cult- level up culture especially in a gaming environment where right now it's big, there's esports and whatnot. This did not exist before. There were prepaid cards and whatnot. How did you build that from, from the engine up, from the engine back in the back? I think, and, and let's be honest, there was a very strong culture that was already in place when I joined. Okay. Ben Kalaiko, um, Phil, Sam, they were, they were strong inspirational leaders. Okay. I, think, I think what I brought and added to it Okay. was a similar point of view around sharing a strong sense of purpose. Purpose. And all of us felt this was this quest we were on. We were all yes, together in like this. like a game. It was, yeah, you've, you've got to have good game. Not right. just as the company, but okay. as an individual bringing skills and talents. So the sense of purpose, the sense of being on a mission was something very, right. very strong. Absolutely. Now, after the level up, Minette, you went to Globe now, right? So after you, you got acquired, correct? And then you we got went... acquired by a company, not Globe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah <laughs> correct, right? But when their next stint was with Globe, how was that? When when in two thousand eight, I think that was like the financial crisis and whatnot, and you came in and coming from the gaming industry, what was your role now in Globe? I actually joined in 06 ah, after okay. the acquisition of Level Up. Um, and in 06, you have to remember, this was a boom period. Boom, yes, And yes. everything was in growth mode. Yes. But we were just then beginning to see the beginnings of digital. Mm-hmm. At the time, all the telcos in the Philippines derived their revenues from Tax. SMS. Yes. Texting capital of the Philippines, that's what we recall. I mean, of the world. Absolutely, right. that yeah. was it, right? And voice calls and etc. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was an opportunistic hire. And yeah. the whole idea of bringing me in with my diverse background was to bring somebody who thought different mm-hmm. from everyone else so that Globe could get a blueprint, if you like, okay. for innovation. So I remember my first day at okay. Globe. I'd been hired by Jerry Oblaza, then right. CEO. Lift door opens. I step out. I'm thinking, we're going to sit down. I'm going to get a good <laughs> briefing. I'm going to understand. Right. Nice onboarding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, this industry that I had never been a part of. Right. I had never really thought of it mm-hmm. previously. And Jerry's walking briskly down the hallway. And he's saying, <laughs> hi, Minette. Good morning. There's a cable cut. Go find your desk, and we will talk when this crisis is being handled. Wow. And What a way to start your career in there. But it's a great way of framing right. the role of innovation. Innovation doesn't count if your customers are unhappy. So you've got to have good customer focus. Um, that is job one. Okay. 
and then from that point, now you're you're in Globe. You're doing uh, marketing, is it, or what, what were you doing at first? Uh, new business. New business. What is new business? Like, I mean, without delving too much information, because somebody might be pushing stuff in here. I'm just kidding. But new, no, business, new business was anything that was not access. So if ah. it wasn't voice, it wasn't SMS, it wasn't international calls, wow. and it wasn't internet connectivity. Got it. So when it was it was content that okay. was us. Wow. It was online that was us. It was games, mm-hmm. music, youth that Th- was us. That is awesome. So these are the new things basically at the forefront of R&D still basically with 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 something that can make the telco become better down the road. All right. Now, Minette from how did the kickstart idea come? I mean, I met you startup weekend 2012 in Mint College. How did that, how, how was it born? Um, not long before that, actually. Uh, the story is, Ernest and I were having a breakfast meeting at the Ayala Museum in okay. April 2011. Mm-hmm. I had been in Globe for five years at that wow. point. And I kind of think in five-year horizons for mm-hmm. innovation. So in the first five years, we produced the blueprint for Globe's digital businesses Mm -hmm. Uh, the whole idea of we must be in games we must be in music we must be in content we must be in this um we've got to be online we've got to imagine we have to imagine a time when we run an ad campaign that has no tv no radio no print we have to imagine a time when everything is online and i remember you know being told minette that's so niche <laughs> and me retorting, that's not niche, that's mainstream, just the early bit of the mainstream. Timing. It's all right. going to happen later mm. on because in 06, all of us were texting happy Correct. birthday. How to do you our have friends. that foresight though? Because this is all like, uh, this is all NASA stuff. Like, this is, see, I mean, like, I'm just talking about like, this is something that before internet wasn't even ready. For this type of information now, it's easier because people are there's so much content out there. But how do you prepare for this type of stuff that you're now gonna you you now foresaw that the game is not gonna be SMS, the game is not gonna be calls and whatnot. Five years ahead, that's like writing the Ant Man Quantum Realm thing and then seeing yourself in the future. <laughs> You've got to know that some of that was a healthy dose of ignorance about tech and how the networks could or could not support things and a lot of understanding of human nature and what we would be curious about. So it all boils down to people and what we believe people are going to want or be interested in or be curious about. Um, So that's kind of where we were. But, you know, at that time, um, it wasn't ever, it wasn't so obvious we had laid down a, a few kind of stepping stones, okay. uh, building blocks for the digital businesses. Okay. And by 2011, the first five years had run their course. Ernest and I are talking about what's up next, and I say open innovation. So Open innovation. Before all the pitches that you guys did, I yep. pitched. Ah. I had a pitch all for Ernest to say, we want to do open innovation. Okay. We want to look outside globe is not going to build every single thing that runs on okay. its network and we would like to be open to investing in startups and the startup 
ecosystem did not even exist. How, like, how, when you brought this up with Ernest, was he all game for it right away? What was the main catalyst for this to now become kickstart as it is? So 2011, there was no kickstart. There wasn't the great startup scene, but we had a lot of curiosity. Okay. And Ernest is entrepreneurial by nature. So okay. we were curious. There was a good fortune of Singtel working up a partnership with um, Startup Weekend, the Kaufman mm. Foundation in the U.S., and saying we could run Startup Weekend across different cities um, with our affiliates in wow. Southeast Asia who wants to run Startup Weekend? So right. we raised our hands. Um, Dan, Christian, Bessler, so Dan Siaz right. and Christian Bessler mm-hmm. and I and said, Forefathers and founding we, members. We're interested. We'll right, run right. it in Manila. Mm-hmm. Our colleagues in Australia and Optus ran mm-hmm. Startup Weekend. Sydney, colleagues in Telcom Cell ran Startup Weekend. Indonesia. Jakarta, right. the colleagues in AIS ran Startup Weekend. Bangkok. Um, wow. And of course, Singtel Startup Weekend in Singapore. Right. So, um, and it was phenomenal. Um, mm. At the end of that session, you know, we we were told by the guys in the U.S. to expect fifty signups, right? And we got three hundred. Three hundred! Holy shit! Oh, so <laughs> I'm not supposed to cast in front of me net. Okay, there you go. She's talking a lot. Right, watch so, run. So we okay. thought two things obvious. Wow. One was there was quite a lot of demand. Okay. But also, the second thing was there was going to be quite a lot of work. Okay. Um, there wasn't, there were not enough mentors, not enough experience. Okay. We would need to make a serious investment of time and energy. Dan, Christian, and I could not do this right. on the side. This, this wasn't going to be a side hustle. This needed to be a full-time commitment. So at some point, Ato Yao, head wow. of HR, walks into my room and says, Mm -hmm. would you spin yourselves out? (laughs) Wow. And I said, yes, because it was obvious. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Wow. Because it was obvious that Mm. to have any any shot at success, Mm. we needed to be outside of the mothership. Got it. um, Outside of our comfort zones. All of us had corporate backgrounds. Yeah. um, And that's... That's what led us to pitch to the Globe Board in January 2012. Got it. And by March, we had incorporated and we were, we were running Kickstart out of my office. Yep, yep. Until we could find a place here. I remember again, like what I said, um, this is something that is core because full disclosure, Minette is actually my investor. In my first startup, it was called Guestless.ph. It also became uh, rebranded as Partyfile. And I met her, we pitched, I pitched her, Christian, and Dan um, three times before they said yes. And every single time they said no, I never just left the door sulking. I mean, yeah, I was hurt. I, was, I cried a little. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I asked, what's missing? What did you like to see? And then in the fourth try, I met, I, I, I asked for help from Jojo Flores, which introduced me to Jay Fardo. So thank you, Jay, for letting that happen. And then eventually in the fourth try, I got the final recipe. Ant-Man didn't have do-overs. I had do-overs. <laughs> and the fourth try, they finally said yes. But do-overs are classic in our world, right? Correct. The thing that impresses mm-hmm. is the grit. Hustle mm-hmm. isn't about delivering bullshit and hoping that people believe it. Mm-hmm. Hustle is about 
part grind, part inspiration, a good dose of honesty, um, and a lot of working with other people. And you had figured out a fair bit. You were very honest about the risks mm -hmm. still. Yep. But it was a good pitch. And it, who would have thought, like, Ayala start with invest in a nightlife app. Basically, you know, that was my thesis back then. I was so raw. And I was an idiot. I, I still am. But I'm a better idiot now. Right? <laughs> because you taught me so much. But before that, let's take a break now, Minette. And then when we come back, let's talk about the grind now. Let's take a deep dive of what you guys do in Kickstart and what you guys look for and more of that after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Minette Navarrete of Kickstart on our Mother's Day edition, which will also happen to be a happy election day. So please don't make the same mistakes I did. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit political <laughs> on this one because our, our country needs help. So please vote wisely. All right, that's it. Now, Minette, real quick. So now we're we're here, and you're with Kickstart. What were the early grinds? Because what was your strategy in investing in the startups in the first batch? Because it was, you know, you had the Launch Garage, the first version. By the way, the Launch Garage now that you guys see is a, it's just an offshoot or a different version of the OG Launch Garage. Because Launch Garage was a proud uh, project between Kickstart and Proud Cloud before. So you tell me, 
what what was most memorable for you coming from oh, the first man. you know the early batches of investments? Right. I was batch two, right? Uh, first one I remember batch one being so jealous because I didn't get to submit. Like, why did I not miss out? And I saw the Norris's of the world, the Zaps of the world. Like, man, I've been paying my dues, but right, I'll, I'll, I'll try again next time. And I try again, and now the most memorable, memorable ones is really the checkpoints. So for those people who don't know what checkpoints are, back then when you're in an accelerator, you need, you're, you're obliged or you're required to meet with your investors every week. So I saw them every week, and I now when when it was gone, it was so weird because now I don't get to see them in it, and you don't you don't realize what you have until it's gone, and I I, I true that because the type of stuff I didn't go to an MBA, but this was better than an MBA. The type of stuff you taught us was great, and like little things like Minette taught me how to sit on a chair. That's it. Like how to set up because I used to slouch a lot, and now I have to like run to do this. And whatnot. It's like, so were we tough? Yes and no. Yes, because you treated it like a, an adult, uh, like an adult. But you, you also made us feel like family. So it's a good mix. Like it felt like you were with us. Was it hard for you? Um, yes and no, because the stuff before this was harder. I was battling for survival. You enabled me to now have this. And full disclosure as well, after Kickstart, I ran out of money. And then I, there was a six-month period where I had to scratch and claw before the next round came in where the 500 startups of the world came in. It, it was hard because there was higher stakes, but I signed up for it. So I knew, and I was win through worse shit. So it was, it was, it was great. For, Did you ever your, regret? Uh, huh? Did you ever regret? No. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If I did not go through, I'm just very grateful and thank you, thankful. You're because it's, dude, like, I swear, I, a lot of people, there's only, I don't know, how many, how many of us did you invest? Eight, ten at, at the first batch, which oh, most of us are dead? For the first batch, mm-hmm. five the next, um, right. for, for the Launch Garage mm-hmm. projects. And then the bigger ones, of course, the Calibers and, and whatnot were still around. We were like the baby sharks. <laughs> but most of us are dead. Right, um, there's some that's still cockroach startup mode, but most of us and those people who are dead like me are now. I don't want to say it like this, but we're because of you guys. You helped us set up on our next try. We did better. Norris of Activate, now CTO of Ventany, is doing quite well. Uh, Val, head of uh, of Pikawu, now head of JG Summit. Mark Medina doing so well in whatever he's doing, and, and I think they're still alive and whatnot, but. Vin, you know, you taught us so much that it's an indelible mark. It's like the mark of the Night King on Brand Start. It's always mm, going to be there. I'm not sure that's what we've been going <laughs> for, but okay. Just kidding. No, but it's an indelible mark that for, forever we're going to be super thankful. And for me, I wouldn't have been acquired if you didn't teach me the little things. So there's one thing that I remember. I'm sorry for those listeners who are, who are listening. I'm talking too much now, but I need you guys to hear this. I fucked my biggest fuck up in Party File is that I went Donald Trump and Vince McMahon on an employee one time and I fired someone. I shouldn't have done that. And not in that way. And not, not in that way. I, I didn't want to tell you that, but you found out. I don't know how. 
it's quite creepy actually. <laughs> like, but that's I guess that's what investors do. They they have a lot of eyes and ears like berries. But I sat down with the lawyer. Yes, with a lawyer and Their a new lawyer. Oh wow! Oh wow! I did not know this. So the lawyer of the person went to you. Well, um, more or less. M- not really a common a common friend. Wow, that's scary. And then you be you, no, not, that's lucky. Yeah, yeah, and luck. Uh, so again, thank you for that because you helped me with that. You went to the meeting with me and walked me through the proper way to s- settle this, and that's that's. What more than anything, you taught me poise, poise and grace, which I did not have. Now let's go back to those things. So, after all these dead startups, what was it like on your end? Because a lot of us, you invest a lot of time and effort, probably more than what you're investing in now with the bigger startups and whatnot. What was that like when we were we started dying like flies? Well, first right. of all, you weren't dying like flies. Okay, right. But secondly, I think the, the more important thing, right? When you're an investor, you've got to have the optimism and the belief mm-hmm. somewhere in there that every single one of these investments must have the potential to do 5x, 10x. Got it. Um, and so our thesis was always we invest cash, sure. Okay. But more importantly, we invest time and energy. Cash is a commodity. Yes. Um, there's always going to be somebody with a... You know, a bigger checkbook with mm-hmm. more funds, with an easier process. Right. I, th- I think one of the things people always say mm-hmm. is we ask so many questions. Right. We run so many simulations. Right. Why would you do that? And the reason is cash is finite. Correct. And so is talent. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to have enough skin in the game not just in terms of putting cash Mm -hmm. in your company, Mm -hmm. but we've got to have a firm belief Mm -hmm. that you could make it. We all know what the odds are, right? Nine out of 10 will not be that big success story, but we have to have a fundamental belief that you could be that big success story. Um, so, So for us, we saw it as these are the breaks of the game. Okay. And... As long as people learned something, we were prepared to make the investment of both the cash and the time and the effort. Mm -hmm. We were prepared to make the introductions, Mm -hmm. which is a use of our social capital Mm -hmm. and our relationships. And if we knew that everybody worked hard, honestly, Mm -hmm. and it didn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. What is their difficult decision? Because at the end of the day, we all know that Globe is the LP. How? Because I remember also one thing. When Party File was dying, there were two things that, you, that really stuck with me, number one. The last meeting we've ever had, where you told me more than anyone, you've fought for me the most. And that really broke my heart. It, it did. Because I was such an idiot as a founder because I had... Shiny object syndrome. Every little thing that's cool, I wanted to do it and whatnot. I was, I had a shiny whatever syndrome. I feel, I feel like, Minette was always telling me like, that's bad for you. I was like, no, I'll do that. I was so stubborn in a bad way that eventually now, in hindsight, when all that's gone, you said, but you said you told me that you fought the hardest from you. What does that mean? Because what 
fighting in the, with the LPs and whatnot? Do they know every details? But no, no, it isn't it. that. It's um, when you're when you're a startup founder, you've got this one startup, and you you focus entirely on that. All your time, all your energies mm -hmm. um, directed towards that. When you're an investor, mm -hmm. you have to make a range of investments, a portfolio. Right. But your cash is finite and your time is finite and your attention is finite. Right. And more valuable than the cash is the time because Super. time is zero sum. Super. And here you were. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take money with without terms. Oh Somebody God. writes you a check. Do not take it unless the terms of that check are clear. Yep. Yep. You took it. When somebody yep. is an advisor, you do not give 10%. Wow. <laughs> I feel it's like a flashback of your equity for nothing, for a promise. For a promise, oh for gosh. no deliverables. Correct. When you give stocks, they vest over time. Yeah, it's not upfront. <laughs> and so now I'm teaching all these people now what to do. I put it on startup pH because oh, like, yo, cool, yeah. Very I'm cool. But yeah. this is good, right? That's right. what we're after. So, so you know, um, <laughs> you and I went through these days right. where you were so full of passion. Right. Um, and I loved it. I loved the intensity. Mm. I loved the energy. But, oh, my gosh, you were not listening. And at some yeah. point, I have to think, am I going to invest more time. More time in somebody who, frankly, isn't really listening. It doesn't yeah. really value um, the the time and the advice. Correct. So I fought myself mm -hmm. um, because I could see such a lot of grit Thank you. in you. I knew you were going to make something special of yourself. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be with us. I wanted it too. Oh, my um, God. Right. But it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I wasn't going to let it, I wasn't going to let it fail without trying my best. Right. Um, but I was just too over myself. And uh, unfortunately, the way it ended, Party File, through a series of things, not all me, so some of it timing, some of it a really bad luck and what I'm not going to say. Some of it you. Yeah. But most of it actually me. <laughs> I'll, I'll come clear with that. So my bad. Uh, and... Um, there's two things that, that happened. I just wanted to share this with you guys because I, I, have, I haven't shared this with a lot of people. And this is probably me in my most vulnerable. In the last days of Party File, when I knew there's the writings on the wall, there's nowhere to go. I've, I've che I'm checkmated. I have no money, whatnot. Alex Alaviso told me, hey, Alex, I don't know what to do now. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to help me out and whatnot. I, it's my fault. Alex told me to write a letter to myself. I did. I wrote that blog. It's the 13 lessons I learned from a failed startup. I wasn't trying to be famous and whatnot. I wrote that for myself. Put it on Medium. Someone picked it up, became viral. I became, we became part of that list of 16 whatever startups that died in that. You're like, so that's something you don't ever want to be in and whatnot. That's like the postmortem. But you sent me an email that struck me to the core. And again, I'll read this verbatim. And somewhere in that email, you told me, that you said self-mastery is an important contributor to achieving success and helpful for surviving the bad times and enjoying the good times. I told myself when I'm, I read this, if I'm ever going to try again, 
and putting another startup, I'll be the best version of me. And 12 months later, we got acquired with chatbot.ph. And the first thing I did, guys, after that acquisition, when I announced it, I went back here to my home and cried in front of Minette, in front of the whole raid the fridge, <laughs> just to thank her. Because without that help and everything that she taught me, I wouldn't have made it. But that was pretty special. It was. I'm still getting goosebumps right now. I'm just trying to hold my tears up because (laughs) I always cry in front of you. Why does it always happen? No, thank you. Thank you for that. Hmm, Thanks for sharing. I think think we all know Mm -hmm. that startup life is tough. Super. Venture capital is tough also. Mm -hmm. Um, What I like the most about investing is that once we are on your cap table, Mm -hmm. we are on your side because what is good for you is good for us. Yes. Um, it is very, very different from a commercial engagement mm-hmm. or a grant or a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and f- our belief is that we we are in the trenches with you. We fight alongside. So one of the many dragons that we all have to slay Kay. is our own demons. Everybody is battling something of their own background. Everyone comes Correct. with chips on their shoulder. Right. And if we're to have any shot at success, mm-hmm. you have to master your own demons. Yes. You've got to get over yourself, get over your own ego, yeah. um, and learn to be the best version of yourself. And it's, it's amazing how much the, the least sexy bit Yep. Of venture capital, number crunching, due diligence, interviews without end. The least sexy bit of startup life, crunching the numbers, pitching for the 27th time to the 33rd right. investor. <laughs> Correct. Um, all the unsexy stuff. That's mm-hmm. what makes you. Super. That's what builds you. And it's how you do grind. it also matters. That's what I learned from you. It's, it's not just, okay, I got it over with. But if you were destructive in the way you did it and everybody hated you, the optics matter. The, the, it's, not how, it's not just if you get a, got the job done. It's how you got the job done. Because if not, then that's, that's when I realized really I was a man when I got over that hump. And whenever I, I was down in the dumps, I'll remember that line verbatim. Self-mastery, bro. Self-mastery. Self-mastery. You know, this is what Minette told you. She's the she's Yoda. You shouldn't let her down. And what but she's Padme, really. Padme 001. That's that's, that's her Twitter uh, handle. No, but you're so right. Um, the optics matter. And the optics matter to the public and the critical publics for you. But more than anything, the optics matter for yourself. Super. And you know when you've when you've done the best job that you can, mm-hmm. you know when you have tried hard enough. Mm-hmm. And, and whether you tried hard enough and you're, you're successful or you tried hard enough and it's time to say it is pivot Kay. or perish time. Correct. Um, you know it. So the optics matter to you as well. Sure. Super. Now, I'm just curious. You said due diligence. Just put it lightly. I know this is number crunching. I remember so many times like, hey, can I talk to me? But she's like, no, she's the number crunching. I know that's due diligence time. Walk us through when someone pitches, right? Okay, 15 minutes, you're impressed and whatnot. What happens for you guys to now? It takes time. I remember this. Ours was easier because of a small check. 
now for for how what do you guys do in in a broad sense to get to the decision that yes we are really investing term sheet check now let's write the check because that's where i remember you telling me that the term sheet ain't worth shit right okay that's right non-binding you need that check you really close it when the check is in what happens in between that period so it's very easy to impress in one sitting one pitch right no okay maybe it's not that easy right right but it's easy to hold somebody's attention for 15 30 minutes sure and get them impressed to get them to write a check and a big check at that Mm -hmm. it takes a while investors different investors have different processes we care about the vision obviously and the pitches about that and the questions you're asked we care about the tech so we look at code Mm. we care about the business model how realistic is it Okay. How 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 good are your assumptions? How crazy are your assumptions? Yes. So somebody once came and said to us, he would be delivering ten billion pesos <laughs> in the. Um, if it was Ron Host, I would believe it because congratulations, by the way, to Ron Host and to you guys for now being. You finally, we have an exit, right? Um, but right in in how credible is that? Right. Um, how wild are the assumptions and where are the risks mm-hmm. but we also test for character because I think one of the things we know is that everything will change the product will change mm-hmm. the technology technology will change mm-hmm. the business model will change and the financial projections always <laughs> change wow always yes. so we will run financial projections on a base case a best case a worst case right but more than anything we will run interviews about you. So we do character and values interviews. Wow. We talk to customers. We talk to partners. Um, all of this transparent. Wow. But all of it important. At the end of the day, it is the people who matter the most. Okay. So one of the values in Kickstart is that pe- we believe people make the difference. Yes. And we live that. Oh we God. will... We have passed mm-hmm. on investments in startups that we believe will make somebody a fortune if we don't think the values are aligned. Yes, it's like going into this family that now you have to have the same DNA. If not, then I'm sorry we're walking away. You know, I wouldn't say that. I, mm-hmm. We love how different everyone is. Got it. If you look at the portfolio today, mm-hmm. The guys from Israel are so different from the Singapore guys. And the two companies we have in Singapore are so different from each other anyway. Right. Everyone is different. And the diversity is awesome and is valuable. So it isn't the DNA. It's the values. Got it. The values have to be consistent. The way we express those values are very, very different. Some of us much more Mm -hmm. serious. Some of us much more casual, jokey, some okay. of us very proper and some of us very snarky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the values... It's a common denominator. ...are the common denominator. Got it. Now, I'm curious. So again, a lot of the early investments failed. I'm pretty sure you guys did a pivot right now and you're now writing bigger checks. You're now going after the bigger... Because before we were all seeds, some of them even idea phase. What change in Kickstart when you made that pivot? Because a lot of us, again, out of the first eight, I don't know how many is still left or still has, still has a pulse, but a lot of them, I'm pretty sure I'm, echo, I'm gonna echo this in behalf of all those founders that you invested on. Thank you. But 
What what changed in the direction? Um, there was no change in direction. There's a okay. change in scale. When you think ah. about how you are as a startup, um, the first checks are maybe a hundred thousand, yep. five hundred thousand, and then as you scale up, you you get into a seven-digit check, hopefully yep. a million, two million, three million. Um, the and the bigger you are, and the bigger the scope and scale of ambition mm-hmm. and operations, the bigger the checks. Right. So, for Kickstart, it was a similar thing. Remember, there was no startup scene. There was no corporate doing investing. Mm-hmm. Um, when we came out in 2012, we were the smallest fund. We announced wow. 100 million pesos. 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 Wow. Um, and that was because we were going to prove a thesis that mm. we could make the inve- we could find the startups first of all, Got it. make the investments, make some progress. And if that panned out, we knew we could ask for more money. Okay. If it didn't pan out, then it didn't matter if I said 100 million pesos, 100 million pounds. Wow. It didn't make a difference. I could, yeah. It wasn't about getting the first check. Mm-hmm. It was about getting the second check that was always the hardest thing. Got it. So the 100 million pesos that funded you and Caliber and Ava and Zap right. and Lendo, um, that was that first check. That was mm. this test for whether, frankly, whether we could do what we said we could do, right? Yeah. So we, we had to hustle as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to 2015, we made some good investments. You did. Um, Congrats. Some things were going great, some things were not going great, but we had begun a process and okay. a way of measuring things. So we, we pitched and got a $50 million um, fund. Wow. So fund two for Kickstart from the 100 million pesos was... Fifty million dollars. That's crazy. Twenty-five x. And, 25X. and at, wow! At and this, that's that's the check that's now funding the Wattpads. And that's whatnot. yes. Got so it. that's the check. That's the fund that um, allows us to invest in Wattpad, in Dialpad, in Lotus Flare um, mm-hmm. coins. coins. Coins was from Fund Two. Yep. So that's that's this whole range of funds, or the newer ones like. Yeah. Um, Snapcard out of Indonesia, mm-hmm. C88 out of Indonesia, I, iVideo Smart Bit Rep, Collectco in Malaysia. So that's kind of fund two, fifty million dollars, and right. you know we kept getting more cash for fund one as well. So that's about eight million dollars now. Um, so moving from 2015 to 2019, we'd made some really good investments. Um, we had a stronger sense of our culture, our purpose, mm. our mission, and how to execute it. So this year, mm-hmm. we pitched and we have gotten not just a bigger fund, yes. but a bigger set of LPs. LPs. So from all the cash coming from Globe, Globe Telecom for okay. Fund 1 and 2, Fund 3, the active yes. fund, is an Ayala Corporation conglomerate-wide company fund. now. Okay. So I think we've announced $150 yes. million. Congratulations. My goodness. Everybody's talking about this. And what, we'll talk about that more on the third part of the thing. But this is a game changer because people always say, like, there's nothing in the Philippines and what that. But here we go. The big conglomerate, which is Ayala, again, is ready to do that. So what's, what we're going to be talking about, Minette, is uh, on, the, on the next part, we're going to be talking about what are you going to spend that on? Who are you? Who are you going to look for? And what for those startups that are listening to to, to this episode? 
what should you look out for so that if you feel that you qualify, this is what you should listen to. More of that after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. 
Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back for the final part of the Mother's Day edition and election edition with Minette Navarrete of Kickstart. So Minette, prior to the break, you said that there's 150 mil now from the AC uh, uh, L- as an LP aside from Globe. So the stakes are higher. It's actually Ayala Corporation and the group companies under Ayala Corp. Wow. So not just a single company, not just a holding company, okay. but they are quite significant in this new fund. Mm-hmm. But um, other group companies like Bank of the Philippine Islands, Ayala Land, AC Energy, um, Globe Telecom, AC Industrials. Yep, Infra, whatever and whatnot. It's a wide range of... um, LPs. These are the things my mom tells me about because she's so super Ayala till now because she worked for Ayala for... Oh, that's true, know, she 70. is. Yeah, like you know, everything's Ayala for her. <laughs> but what are you looking for now in $150 million, you, the, the Do you do seed still or all Series A now? And what type of businesses are you going to look for and what do you need to see? Well, Fund One, which was the fund that we invested um, in Party File yeah. and... The rest of you mm-hmm. in, um, that's still around. So ah. we are going to continue to do Fund One investments. And the reason that's important is <laughs> we need to invest in the ecosystem. Ah, I so, thought that was, I, I, I really thought that when we got burned by us. Wow. That 100 million pesos that we had in mm-hmm. 2012, um, we've gotten more money from Globe. So I think at the end of, 2018, that was up to about maybe $8 million. Wow. In total value now. Um, so we continue to get so cash. seed here we still. We continue to get cash from Globe because okay. it's important to invest in the ecosystem. Okay. Uh, fund three is exciting. And we do hope it's going to be the game changer. I think what's it different is yeah. when you look at a lot of other funds, um, there are the, various sizes, right? Okay. Big funds, small funds. I think many of them will say this is a health tech fund or this is a fintech mm, fund. Correct. Uh, the way we want to look at it is that it's not a fund for technology per se. Okay. We are investing in solutions that build a future we want. Wow. A future we want to believe in. And the context of this is we're in an emerging market. Yes. There are many problems that we must overcome mm-hmm. to build a future that we want. Okay. A lot of the problems that we see, a lot of the divisions in society, that's brought about by inequality because resources are scarce right. and not everyone has access to them. Right. So we have four themes that we believe in and okay. those are the themes we want to invest in. Okay. Um, the first theme is something that talks about a frictionless future. Frictionless future. So when you think about how inconvenient many processes are mm. and, and whether that's about braving the traffic, right. doing your groceries every day, paying, mm. paying your bills, all of these have friction points. Got and it. 
everybody is inconvenienced, some people mm-hmm. can pay for convenience, others can't. Yes. And so you suffer it. So we're looking to build a future that is frictionless for more people, mm. that has the scale. So whether that's fintech or artificial intelligence right. or analytics mm-hmm. or e-commerce, mm-hmm. those are kind of themes that underlie building a frictionless future. Wow. The second theme mm-hmm. we want to invest in is a theme called From Automation to Augmentation. Automation to Augmentation. So, a lot of our GDP, GNP, comes from okay. BPO. Yes. There's a chunk of it that comes from manufacturing. Mm. Do we want to imagine how the future might become in the dystopia Predicted from dark factories and fully automated um, services that wipe out human jobs? Mm -hmm. No, right? Right. So we want to build a future. We believe in a future where automation, analytics, machine learning, robotics all serve not to destroy jobs and industries, but to make people more productive, to make the quality of their output um, higher. Okay. And that's, that's the kind of tech we're interested in. Got it. We want to look at new frontiers in real estate. Philippines doesn't have wow. as many people with their own homes. Yeah. And it's important, I think. It's a big want. This I, is my why before. You know this. And from the get-go, I said, ah, the reason why I'm doing this is I wanted to bomb my mama house. Do you remember how it felt when you handed her the keys? When you told her? Yeah. I was crying. Again, a lot of crying. This is the crying episode. <laughs> no, it's like, Ma, we made it. We, we're, we're, we're here. We got it. So can you imagine that for the mm. rest of the population? Yes. But today's business models don't allow that. Mm. So we want to find new techniques, new markets, new models um, for real estate. The, the fourth theme mm-hmm. is a theme called the world of plenty. World of plenty. Okay. And when you think of... Philippines has the highest energy costs in the region. And these are structural. This is not because there's someone evil rubbing their hands and trying to. It's because structurally, we have some inefficiencies that mean energy is expensive. Water is not well distributed. There are still about maybe 20% of the population who do not have running water 24-7. Pollution and plastic pollution, that's a big issue. Food scarcity. So these are, we want to reframe scarce resources and find the technologies that make them sustainable, sustainable, available, yeah. affordable for everyone, not just for the yes. top 1%. So these are futures that we want to invest in. What we want to do differently okay. is to put our cash and our operating muscle behind founders and startups that offer Large, scalable, sustainable solutions. That's Big what we want to do. Big game changers, technically, right? I mean, everybody, all the startups want that, but you need if 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 your startup fit into those four categories that Minette just itemized in Fund Three, correct? Is 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 for you? The active fund. There you go. So and again, it the high the stakes are high, but I'm pretty sure somebody out there is going through this. And at the end of the day. Um, you know, the kickstart is right there, not just to give the money, but like I, I'm a big uh, proponent to this. That I've, I've felt how we went hand in hand through the trenches. 
And it gets, I, I, again, there's nothing like it. And until now, I echo this, and it's like, I don't know, I've just been three years now since Smarty Pile have died, right? But it's just felt like it was yesterday and what that. Now, Manette, last part before we uh, say goodbye. Uh, I know you're very, very busy, and thank you for this. But I wanted to ask for tips because there's some things that you just, you just again, you're so full of poise. You, you never look like you never lose control. How do you master yourself and how do you make sure that you're within that zone where you you're you're within that uh you know self-mastery zone per se i set aside time every week to think mm. so my schedule and people know this they the schedule on a weekly basis will have a block of time where i don't do meetings okay. that's because i need time to think things through to reflect etc um and to write down my thoughts. I write incessantly. I, I take down notes yep. like anything. Uh, and, and that's because I want to have the ability to step back from what's happening and think through things. Um, I think from the point of view of getting, getting results, mm -hmm. it matters to me to do things that haven't been done. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's worth... So I, I always say this, raise your hand for the tough jobs that no one else wants. Wow. There's, because there's a lot of them, mm -hmm. and there's little competition. Right. Um, Blue ocean strategy right there. Yeah, but you know, you know that you're taking a huge risk, and you have to bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to have the self-belief. Right. And you know you're doing something hard. So okay. mastery, tough jobs. Mm -hmm. um, and investing in yourself, investing in time that you set aside. Mm -hmm. um, I think also it's important to take this long, hard, honest look at yourself. Kay. Every job I've had, and a, a mentor taught me this early on. Uh, most of my desks, that I, all the desks I have ever occupied, mm -hmm. have had a post-it somewhere that has DBTH. What's DBTH? Don't believe the hype. Yes, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. You DBTH. don't believe the hype about others. You don't believe the hype outside. And mostly, you don't believe the hype about yourself. You've got to stay honest and grounded. Um, you know what you know, and you ought to have confidence in that. Mm -hmm. But also, you know what you don't know. And there is no shame in saying, can you help me understand this? Right. Um, I think we, we accomplish a lot if we are able to do that. I think, truthfully, the most important thing is working with the team. Um, I'm always a little awkward when yeah. it's uh, when it's personality driven, and interviews mm. like this mm -hmm. tend to highlight, you know, individuals and personalities. I couldn't have gotten here without Dan Siazon, who's frankly the master of venture capital Absolutely. all round. Without Christian, who right. who was as courageous and as idealistic as all the Super, rest of us right. without Joanne who sets structures thinks through stuff mm -hmm. Alex who right. put a lot of structure who talked about alignment who cared about the founders right. um, without Bit Santos who's joined us who, who talks about the portfolio founders who sets up these opportunities for mm -hmm. everyone Pia community manager mm -hmm. fridge master um, <laughs> energizer bunny who never right, runs right, out of right. time mm -hmm. um, 
Janice Baby Francis Barsana, who joined right. us and does business development for startups. Camille yep. runs Semaphore. Um, right. Joined the investment team, Jackie, who yeah. does You diligence. guys are big now. Before, there's like a handful of you. Right. But we also, and if you look at our website, we have the interns, and every intern did something special for us. Yes. So I think we remember that it isn't a one-man game. Right. That there's always a lot of people, mm. um, and there's so, so many people to be grateful for mm-hmm. and whose support we have depended upon. Right. I think whether you're a startup or a venture capital person, right. I think these are important lessons Absolutely. to keep in mind. Now, I'm pretty sure one person here that really echoes, and I'm very curious what type of conversations, because you always mentioned this in passing before, Ernest Koo, right? What are the conversations like with Ernest? How is it like? Because also, the, the two episodes prior to this, Brian Koo of Grab mentioned Ernest as his mentor to ask for someone, for, for advice whenever he hits a wall. What's it like for you? I, I, I'm just curious of what's Ernest like. Ernest is direct, practical. Okay. Um, but he is, he is amazing, and he has provided us with such a lot of support. He values your thought. He isn't touchy-feely, warm fuzzies. He isn't okay. like that. But he respects discourse and disagreement. So we have had many times where he and I have been on different sides of an argument. Wow. And one of the, I've learned two key things from Ernest. The first one is timing. Timing. Um, and sometimes we have to learn how to time the investments so that we are in early enough that the train hasn't left the station. Right. But not too early that we have built Grand Central when the wheel hasn't been invented, <laughs> right? Yes. So, so timing is important. But the other thing is how Ernest has helped to delegate and hold us all to account. Okay. So whenever we've been um, at opposite ends of an argument, one of the best things he's done is to say, well, okay, we'll do it your way first. Mm. Let me see how that pans out. And if it works out, great. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, then we'll revert to my way. Wow. But that does two things. It gives you the freedom Mm -hmm. to operate the way you believe in. It allows him to hold you accountable. Yeah. Because he's not insisted. Right. And it gives both of us the ability to work with each other and have differing points of view. Correct. And find a constructive outcome. And sometimes we've done things his way first, sometimes my way first. Mm. Um, but he's also come back, you know, kind of a full year later and said, you know, when I disagreed about this oh. and you didn't do it, I've rethought my position. Wow. And if you still want to do it, go ahead. Out of the blue. So he is, I think, possibly one of the most confident leaders, one of the most liberating yes. leaders. He'll haul you over the coals right. <laughs> and hold you to account. And you know, if you if you aren't delivering as you promised. So mm-hmm. the hustle there again, not the bullshit. Yeah. You've got to work really hard mm-hmm. but tell the truth. 
Absolutely. Now, last two questions, Minip. Um, I was ever curious. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of mistakes, but for you, what was your biggest fuck up ever? Gah. Um, when you're doing innovation, there's such a lot mm-hmm. um, that goes wrong. Right. And considering the length of time I've been doing it at Globe, I guess you know we've we've set up for companies, we've acquired companies, right. and built up assets and made investments. Mm-hmm. And then the industry, the regulations, and stuff changed. Technology mm-hmm. changed, and all the investments we made couldn't be used. Ouch. So we have done that on a fairly significant scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just regulatory changes meant they weren't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So having made significant investments, we stopped everything, cleaned wow. up. Um, I remember Dan and I going to the board of Globe saying we we have an option to sell at a discount. We'll take the haircut, but we don't lose it all. Right. Um, and we have had amazing support from them. I remember Jaime Augusto saying, right. no, you saw something in this asset. Right. We don't have to sell it. We'll hang on to it. And don't worry, Minat. We'll make something of it. Wow. Um, but that was significant. Yeah. Um, and I think to me, it's always come clean, right. come clean fast, yes. come clean completely, and try and make it better. Um, and once you do that, then it's it's a shared truth. Got it. And don't do the blame game as well, I guess. No. Um, I think at the end of the day, you take it on. I've been asked um, at times, you know, so if this all goes badly wrong, right? who... Whose head is on the board, and it's always mine. Let's start. If I'm the most, right. if I'm the most senior person pitching, yeah, then it's it's my neck on the line, not my team's. Absolutely. And I will I will take the bullet before wow. them. Wow, that's that's amazing. And again, I I've learned that from you from day one. Now, last message, Minette. Startup ecosystem Philippines. Uh, we've, we've, oh, we've, this is always like a catch twenty two, you know, like ah. Uh, we're doing progress, but we're not doing enough. What's next? What, what's the, what, what's, what should we be doing? And where does Kickstart fall into the equation? So when you think about the Philippine ecosystem, there are many things that we can learn from all the other ecosystems in the world, right? There's public policy, mm-hmm. there's talent, there's mentors, there's founder attitude and mindset, right. there's skill, there's capital. Mm-hmm. Capital is only one part of the equation and it's the most commoditized bit of the equation. Got it. In the beginning, we sort of were pretty bullheaded, but I think one thing we're doing better as an ecosystem yeah. now is we're, we're a bit more organized. We, we are more together. We share our thoughts. Yep. Um, we've just announced $150 million. That suggests some basis for optimism. Correct. And some of that basis comes from a number of things. The quality of the startups that we are seeing is better. Yes. Um, we've, we've had to go through the early, you know, infant stages where we're learning and people want to do uh, a version of Facebook or a 
right. an Uber of this. Right. Um, I think where we are now is we've seen founders that are a bit more seasoned and startup ideas that are more ambitious. Yes. And more thought through. I think there's more capital. One of the things that's really heartening is this year, after maybe a two and a half year slog, Senator Bamakino's innovative startup. Finally, bill. right. With some episode twenty three. Uh, no, twenty one. Sorry, the two episodes. No, three episodes for this. We we uh, discussed the hustle to get that law passed. And and that was tough. Uh, you had right. Carl Santinitigan. Yeah, right. Um, but really, that was a whole team with Paula Delis, with right, Jose right. Escalante. Uh, and you know, just a whole group. Senator Aquino was here multiple times. He talks to founders. Yep. He was an entrepreneur himself. So it comes from not because he wanted to ride the hype, right. but because he genuinely understood the pain points and he engaged the community. Yes, um, We're optimistic that that bill that has now passed into law right is going to make things better. So that's one thing. I think the other thing is founders like yourself, Mm -hmm. people who have gone through it, who've made exits, who've made mistakes, and being willing to share. Right. I think we're also educating the media, the corporates. So what we're trying to all do is, I think, build an ecosystem together, how people can help. Get behind the startup bill. Make sure that it happens. Yes. Hold, hold the government to account. This is a great move by government. Super. And there has always been interest from the Department of Trade and Industry, um, the DICT, the DOST. Um, we've got to support them because public officials who put money behind, frankly, what is the highest risk asset class? Yes. Um, who put effort behind it. They are sticking their necks out for Same us. Same way that you're sticking it out for those for your team, right? So we want to support them. Mm-hmm. We want to be sure that we deliver good, honest product. Okay. That we that we don't we deliver more than the hype. Absolutely. I think if we if we back the people who have really put a lot of initiative mm-hmm. behind the systems and structures that support and underpin the ecosystem, we're optimistic that the Philippines can be a winner, that we can be a, the massive success Absolutely. that we want. We just need momentum. There's already momentum coming in. The smaller wins and all that. Now there's the law. There's the fund. We just got to step up collectively as a whole to help each other out. And again, for us, the reason why this podcast is alive is it's my way, at least in my own little way, to pass it all forward. Because I have great conversations with people like you, with uh, Brian Hughes and whatnot. And if someone needs a little bit of help, then just press play and hopefully you'll pick up a thing or two that can help up. Again, Minette, happy Mother's Day and thank you very much. I know you don't like being called a startup mom, but I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, but you you you've meant so much and you've taught so much. And again, 
from from all the people that you've invested in and whatnot. Thank you very much. And again, for guys, uh, if you like w- you like what you hear in the show, please don't forget to show us some love. We need some love too. Okay, on Mother's Day. So please give us a follow or subscribe or give us some feedback on your favorite podcast app and messages on our chatbot on m.me slash hustle share powered by chatbot again. Thank you, Minette. Thanks to Ron. I appreciate it. And again, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.